Okay, hello everyone. Mike Cleveland here with my wife Jody. Hi. And we've got our friend from Australia, Joss, is here. Hello, everyone. And our friend from Tennessee, Kelly. Hello, glad to be here. And we're excited today to look into God's Word. We're talking about the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. New Covenant living is just unlike anything that this world has ever seen. It, it's not a religion, it's not a form, it's not a ritual, it's not laws and rules, and it's totally unlike anything that had ever been seen prior to it. Yes. Completely different than Old Covenant living. Mm. Uh, and this is what we want to see in a passage of Scripture today. So we're looking together at Matthew 9, Verses 14 to 17 happens to be four verses and there's four of us. <laughs> what do you say we each read a verse? Perfection. Um, and I'll start verse 14 says, One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old white skins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wine skins so that both are preserved. Mm -hmm. Excellent. This is a great passage, isn't it? <laughs> it's just a really wonderful thing to consider here. So it starts with these disciples of John the Baptist coming to Jesus. And they're asking him, why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? So he's, they're asking why don't you do the religious things that, like fasting that the Old Covenant people do? John the Baptist's disciples were still under the Old Covenant, the Pharisees under the Old Covenant. Why don't your disciples do that? And Jesus gives a number of metaphors here. So the first one is what? What is the first metaphor that he's, he's giving? He gives the metaphor of a wedding celebration. Mm -hmm. um, and that particularly, particularly grabbed me because, you know, when you think of a wedding celebration, you think about a celebration. Right. You think about um, something fun and exciting. Um, you think about a um, change in lives because you have these two people that are separated, becoming one, and they're going to start this new life. Mm -hmm. So when I saw, you know, just thinking about, um, him using this um, metaphor of the wedding celebration, this new life, this new relationship that's going to be that's going to begin. Um, I immediately thought about the new covenant, mm -hmm. and that's what it is: is a new relationship, is a new beginning, is a new and exciting way. That yeah. is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah! I love it. Very good, Kelly. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 so these two new. Uh, this new relationship used to be two people apart. Right. And now they're coming together as one. And so they can't ever live again like they were apart. Right. They can't go back under the old. 
It's new. So in essence, that Christianity here is described as a marriage celebration right. mm. where we've become one with Christ. We can't ever go back under the law because now we're married to Christ. And if you read Romans 7, 4, there was a death that happened so that we would be married to another, right. mm. even Christ our bridegroom. So, of course, we're not fasting and doing all the religious rituals of the Old Covenant. We're actually in a totally new relationship. Right. Very good, Kelly. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as we keep looking at this, Jesus gives a prophecy pointing forward to the cross. Right. Do you guys see that? And if so, where? Well, he says... Um... He's talking about the wedding guests um, aren't mourning when the bridegroom's with them, but the day will come when the bridegroom is taken away. And he, of course, is a bridegroom, and he was going to be taken away from his disciples um, through his death on the cross. And then eventually the ascension. Right. And that's when they would mourn, as they would look at the cross and see their savior their best friend their teacher and lord hanging on a tree as they would see him suffering the penalty of their sins uh, as they would see him fulfilling the old covenant through his death Mm -hmm. they would mourn they would not understand fully the reason why he's hanging there in agony and blood Um, and they would mourn at that point And this is a a reference to the cross when the dowry, the purchase price for the bride would be made. Right. Mm -hmm. So that the two could become one with uh, with us in Jesus Christ. And then he moves on and talks and gives these two more metaphors. What are these two metaphors now? What's the first one that he's talking about? Well, now he's talking about the... Um, the the patching of, of, of clothing of garments mm-hmm. and patching up old clothes or old garments um, with new patches and trying to make the two complete and whole with the two with the old and a new patch right mm-hmm. so in essence he's saying that Christianity is not merely a patching up of Judaism right it, It's not merely a combining of the new with the old. So the old had holes in it. (laughs) The old covenant uh, was full of holes. Um, And you don't just add on the the gospel to Judaism and keep all your old rituals and laws and sacrifices and all the old, um, everything that you used to do in Judaism, but just sort of add the message of the cross onto it. (laughs) Oh, no. No, you actually need a full new set of clothes. Yeah, whole new outfit. Whole new outfit. Right? I mean, Jesus gave us those robes of righteousness. Not that patch of righteousness. That robe. (laughs) And so just take off that old outfit, put on your new wedding clothes, your new robes of righteousness, and wear those with joy. Mm. Don't, yeah, don't be trying to... I mean, if what happens when you take a new piece of cloth and try to patch an old outfit, you ruin both things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Just shreds that the whole thing just falls apart. And so now you got nothing. Now you're just naked and afraid. 
right? Mm. And we don't want that, right? Let's just wear our new robes of righteousness that Jesus purchased with his own blood. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so the old was an attempt to clothe yourself by your own efforts. Yes. It was an attempt to obey God's law and make yourself acceptable to him, like Adam in the garden, where he's sewing together fig leaves. That's the old, the old covenant, the old law, the Ten Commandments, all of the old rituals and laws and everything having to do with the old covenant. Mm. And a lot of people today still believe that that old covenant is in force. It's just that we've added the gospel onto it. This is a particular theology where we believe that the Ten Commandments and the Old Covenant are still valid and enforced today. It's just that Jesus died and rose too. Well, and now you have the Spirit inside you so you can keep the Old Covenant. Right. That's the difference. That's the difference. You know, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're patching up the old. Right. You're you're trying to add the Holy Spirit on. It's faulty. to, To make you able to fulfill the old covenant. Well, that's what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. And and so we don't want to just add a patch of the Holy Spirit onto the old. Right. We need the whole new set of clothing. And this this aspect of clothing is so important because yes. under the new covenant, as Jody said, we're given the robes of righteousness. Mm-hmm. We're clothed fully in Jesus' holiness and righteousness. Mm-hmm. So we are presented to the Father completely clothed yes. in our new wedding clothes. Yes. Yes. Uh, so of course he would use this illustration. And we don't want to add on to the old. That Jesus didn't come to say, keep doing what you're doing, but I got something else to add on to it. That's faulty theology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's bad theology. He came to do away with those old clothing, to burn them up, to hang them onto the cross, and to do away with them and to give us new clothing that we wear with such joy. We have been clothed with the garments of salvation. If you think about it, if we, Jesus came to fulfill the law, right? To keep it perfectly, to fulfill every jot and tittle, right? All of it complete, right? And then to die as that perfect sacrifice, having done it all perfectly, to die in our place, to receive the wages of our sin, and to overcome it, all for us. So when we um, turn back to that that old rules-keeping mindset, that performance-driven approach to our relationship with God, we are essentially saying um, it wasn't enough. Now, Jesus, I appreciate all the work you did, I'll take it from here. I got this. You you have given me your spirit. I get it. I have the power now. I'm going to live in that. Why? It's almost dishonoring. Right. Like mm-hmm. if I were to make your dinner and you say, oh, no, I'm a, that's great. Appreciate all the work you put into that. Let me go quick finish cooking some more food, and, and we'll just look at yours. <laughs> we'll just appreciate that hard work you put in there, but we're going to eat this over here that I make. Why yeah. would we do that? We need one dinner that's been provided, and we're just going to all eat and feast and rejoice in that and not be saying we need to add to what Jesus did. Right. One thing that, that caught my eye is in this passage it says, leaving an even bigger tear than before. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, and um, my mind just immediately went to Gal- Galatians 3, 1 through 6, um, and where... 
um, Paul says, are you foolish Galatians? Who has bewitched you before your your very eyes? Jesus Christ is clearly portrayed as as crucified. And, and, and I can go on, but just stopping right there when it says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? So these are Christians um, who received the saving grace of God, but now they're trying to combine the law and the gospel and it's made them worse mm -hmm. than before you know um it's, it's creating a bigger problem um because now here's this new thing um this 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 new new, new religion so to speak that they're they've put together mm -hmm. that's you know that just makes them worse it's, you know it keeps them from being free it keeps them from you know it doesn't even help them to become even godly you know right. so it's you know so that really caught my eye when it says um um you know it would create a bigger tear mm -hmm. than before you know so just yeah. just trying to live by these two you know it's you know you almost say this is so much you know, i'd rather have one or the other you know right but to yeah. try to do both yeah mm. yeah so you take the little hole that was in the garment before, and now you've just ripped the whole thing yeah, it is, apart yeah. by trying to add the gospel onto the old covenant yeah. law. So uh, this is what a good majority of people don't understand, is that when you add the law, you're actually bewitched. You're yeah. actually mesmerized, meaning you are um, t t turned away from the gospel. Yeah. to to go back under the law and and I thought of Romans chapter uh, 8 sorry Romans 10 verse 3 says because they were ignorant of God's righteousness and sought to establish their own they did not submit to God's righteousness mm -hmm. for Christ is the end of the law yeah. think about that he's the end of the law he's what law, what law is he the end of the whole covenant law. <laughs> the whole thing. Absolutely. The whole well, thing. Moses. So it was uh, it started at um, <clears throat> with Moses and the Ten Commandments. It ended at the cross. That's and, right. And praise God for that. And That's we can exactly look at right. that. Why do we go back? You know, it's a question that I ask myself often. Why do we put a bit of this and a bit of that? Mm -hmm. and, um, and I suppose it often comes from the questions we ask and the questions that the disciples asked of uh, of John and um, compared to Jesus' disciples, it's a type of questions and they were only looking at performance, weren't they? They mm -hmm. were only looking at what do we do differently from that, that group over there? But they weren't looking at it from the point of view of the cross, of asking a question, what are we doing here which reflects the cross? What can we do that reflects Jesus and his ministry? Mm -hmm. um, but they were just looking at performance and can they do it better than that guy over there? Mm -hmm. And then that sense of, well, we're not good enough. What are we going to do that's going to be better? And what, how are we going to put this bit and that bit together? Mm. Patches like a patchwork together, but it's all falling apart. It's all falling apart. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That is insightful. That's really, very insightful. Right? I really had not paid attention to the fact that they approached him, hey, uh, very judgy, you know, like we fast and yours don't. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? You know, and I just really, I really like what you're what you pointed out there and highlighted that the questions we ask yes so Christ is the end of the law to bring righteousness to everyone who believes 
Christ is the new garment doing away with the old clothing. Mm -hmm. It's not a patch. It's not an add-on. It's not a subsequent uh, new discovery. No, it's a complete and total and final um, new beginning. So we're not simply taking the framework of Judaism and adding on to it. We are completely doing away with those old clothes. Now, he goes on and describes the next um, metaphor, okay? And, and Joss, what is this next metaphor that he's talking about here? He's talking about wine, isn't he? And uh, where this wine is put in old wineskins or new wineskins. And those words are so emotive, aren't they? And, and just takes us back to the cross, the um, bursting and spilling. And mm. um, we just think of Christ's heart spilling and bur mm. bursting with love for us at the cross, melting like wax uh, to draw us up to him, mm. to show us his salvation through um, uh, forgiving each of our sins, um, removing our guilt, um, bringing us to the Father so that we are new creations. Mm. Mm. There is no half new, half not. Half new, half old. <laughs> this, it was a complete job at the cross and there was no patching done. Right, mm. yes. Mm. Yeah, that's an excellent way to describe it. If you look at the spilling and the bursting, you know, it's what happened to Jesus on the cross um, as he was fulfilling the old covenant, bringing it to completion and becoming the end mm. of it completely. If you were to put new wine into old wineskins, you would end up with nothing. Mm -hmm. Your wine would all be gone. It's all spilled on the ground. Um, so we don't take the gospel and try to fit it into the framework of the old covenant. Right. Uh, or you end up with nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. right? People who try to combine the old covenant law with the new covenant gospel end up with nothing because they're confused in their theology. Um, we, we do not add on the gospel to the, the Ten Commandments and right. the old covenant and all the sacrifices and everything. So this is a complete new wine. And of course the New wine is a, is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled, filled with, with the, the Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Right? Yes. So we've got salvation described in our new clothing, and we receive the Holy Spirit in this new wine. Yes. And we are complete and whole, and in God's eyes, perfect, and, and have all we need for life and godliness. Right. Mm -hmm. Covered in his righteousness, filled with his spirit, able to live in newness of life. Uh -oh. And it's just, it's beautiful how we think about now living under the new covenant of yes. grace. Yes. Living in the perfection of Christ's righteousness. It frees us. Right to not have to go back to the old and try to keep working harder and doing better and seeing if we can measure up today where we didn't yesterday mm. and feeling really good if we do happen to measure up in some way. No, that's all gone. It was crucified at the cross. Mm -hmm. And now what? We are people who are clothed, like the demoniac, clothed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, in our right minds, oh, you know, you, Jesus. filled with the Spirit of God, that new wine that keeps 
controlling us, keeps leading, keeps filling. Mm. We just, it's totally new. And that's Jesus' point. Why don't your disciples fast like we all do? Because we refuse to combine the old with the new. Jesus said, I've come to make all things new. Yes. And, and if anyone is in Christ, he's a new, new creation. creation. The old has gone. gone. The new the has new is here. come. <laughs> this it's is come. the glory of the new covenant. Yeah. And we hope if our listeners uh, are following and tracking along with us, maybe you've seen that in you've tried to combine the law and your own works and your attempts at being right with the good news that Jesus lived in your place perfectly and died in your place substitutionally mm -hmm. and thereby purchased and fulfilled all that was needed for you. And if you've seen that today, I'm just going to invite you to write to us at helpdesk, all one word, helpdesk at settingcaptivesfree.com. And just share with us the joy that you're experiencing now in living under the new covenant as opposed to either the old covenant or an attempt to combine the two. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, so much for your comments. I loved being with you in this study. It was Thank fun. You. Thank you.